Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the wait list before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the wait list right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Hello, my beautiful babes, and welcome back to another episode of the Manifestation Babe podcast. So I recently got interviewed on the Jasmine Star Show by two powerhouse entrepreneurs, powerhouse female entrepreneurs, one of them being Jasmine Starr, who is the CEO of Social Curator, a genius business strategist, and the host of the Jasmine Starr Show, also the sweetest woman alive, and Lori Harder, who is the host of the Earn Your Happy podcast and recent founder of a brand new company, which I'm so excited to promote. Like I'm so behind her on this (laughs) and you'll understand why in just a second because it is called Glossy and it's this beauty hydrator that you drink. It's like a skin routine that you can drink, which you know I'm all about wellness, nutrition, skin routines, skin products. So it's amazing. And I will link it in the show notes to pre-order it because it's not fully out yet, but I know this thing is going to sell out so fast. So that'll be in the show notes as well. Lori Harder is also one of the sweetest humans on this whole planet. And both of them are just so incredible, charismatic. They're incredible speakers. They're just really great people to follow. So I will also post their information in the show notes as well. But this is an interview about me. So I wanted to share this interview with my own audience because why not, right? More podcasts. (laughs) Why not? Um, I always have the best time getting interviewed on podcasts because I just never know the questions that are going to come up. And I tell podcast hosts all the time, like, do not tell me what you're going to ask me. Because the moment you tell me what you're going to ask me, I go into overthinking mode. And I'm like, oh, that's a great question. How would I answer that? And then I think about it for three days straight. It's like, no, (laughs) ask me on the spot. And I just feel like such great things come up. And let me tell you, these two ask such good questions. In fact, their questions have inspired other episodes of mine. I still think about this interview and I'm like, ah, yeah, okay, I get I get it now. And you know, I posted um very recently my episode about the nitty-gritty details behind my quantum leap, which I've been getting so much feedback on. Um, not just in the social space, but like my own friends have been messaging me, like, oh my God, Catherine, that episode is everything. So that was inspired by this episode. This was that was inspired by this podcast interview. So 
I got a lot of original inspo from this interview, so I wanted to share it. Um, you can also find it on the Jasmine Star Show. Definitely go and show your support there. Um, but yeah, so this episode is all about entrepreneurship, you know, the early days of my business, uh, manifestation, of course, creating your dream life, shifting your limiting beliefs, and so much more. I mean, basically the stuff that we talk about on this podcast. So I'm so excited to dive in. Enjoy. Welcome to the Jasmine Star Show. As many of you know, we have been truly delighted and completely honored to be sitting with our resident co-host, Lori Harder. She has been cultivating and curating a select group of brilliant minds to come on the podcast. And our guest today is exactly that because she has a really epic bio. I want to read it to make sure that I get it right. You might know her as Manifestation Babe, Catherine. She has the most incredible story, and I'm going to let her tell you more about that. But she's a first generation from the Soviet Union. Today, she is a self-made multi-millionaire, a mindset coach who helps people reach their fullest potential with deepest desires about caring for people, showing up, creating content, and showing people what is possible. Catherine, welcome to the Jasmine Star Show. Oh my God, what an intro. Thank you so much for having me. So excited you're here. When she was asking about who I could book on the show... I was literally listening to your podcast at that time because I was trying to really get back into the place of just manifesting and being the magnet. And I was like, okay, we're going to bring her into our lives <laughs> selfishly and yes. it's going to benefit all of the listeners. So yes. I'm super excited to chat with you. I love that. Lori, also you were a huge inspiration to me over the summer because we were supposed to do a podcast for mm. your podcast and I ended up canceling it. And something that you said set off an amazing manifestation for me this wow. summer because you said, I'm taking the summer off. And so therefore, we can't be recording until the end of the summer. And I heard this voice say, and Catherine, you're going to take the whole summer off too. Mind you, I had an entire summer planned with launches, planned with course creation, so many plans, photo shoots, the whole shebang. And I realized how exhausted I was inside. And I was like, oh, I want what she has. How can I create that for myself? I literally the next day called an emergency executive meeting canceled my whole summer, spent the whole summer with my baby and still made millions of dollars. My team like just slayed it for Manifestation Babe. And the energy that I come with today is a result of that summer. Like just Look at, like hot complete girl summer. Refresh. Wow, that is hot the girl summer. definition of it. So yes. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, let's figure that out. Okay, I'll but send you a check. <laughs> I want to make sure I want to read something. and I'm going to read it from your website because I want to make sure it's right. I left behind all the comfort and security I had known to move to Los Angeles where I found myself with $25,000 in debt, a failing online business and living on my grandma's couch. It was then that I decided to begin my one year experiment. I would spend the next 12 months of my life living as if my success was inevitable. I would develop the ultimate success mindset and ignore all the beliefs and opinions that didn't serve me. So if we go back to that version of Catherine in this experiment, in those first 12 months, what did you learn? Oh my gosh. Well, I have to bring you back a little bit because my entire life, my parents just grilled into me that my only chance of success in life is to go to medical school. Yeah. So we're Russian immigrants. We have a couple options. We have, you can be an engineer, you can be a lawyer, you can be a doctor, or you can be a failure. And that wow. was just ingrained <laughs> okay, yeah. in me from such you a young age. Yeah, like, here are your choices. Go to school, choose wisely, choose accordingly. And so I chose that path. And there was um, a very divine moment that happened when I was 16 years old in high school. And I was hanging out with my friend at her house. And out of nowhere, we're just in her living room having like casual conversation. We usually do homework together, catch up on like the hot boys in school, <laughs> talk all the gossip. And she pulls out this book out of nowhere. Like it seemed like to come out of her couch or something. <laughs> and she hands it to me and she says, Catherine, this is how my grandpa has everything that he wants in life. Because she's talked about her grandpa. He's like super successful, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't work for money. Money works for him. Well, as a 16-year-old who's just getting her first job, I'm like, I don't want to work for money. I want money this to work for me. Great. This sounds great. So I took the book home and I read it from cover to cover. And the book was The Secret. So this is my introduction to the law of attraction and manifestation. What year was this? Um, 2008. Okay. And I was beyond obsessed. And I found myself in this, like basically living these two lives where 
There's the left brain, Catherine, that is studying biology and getting good grades and taking an at physiology classes and applying for school and getting a biology degree. But at the same time, I'm reading Abraham Hicks and Dr. Wayne Dyer and all of these very ultra spiritual woo-woo books. And for whatever reason, it just made sense to me. I, I can't describe it. It's almost like I've been doing this for many, many, many lives. And all of a sudden, it's like, Catherine, this is what you're meant to be doing. But at the same time, I couldn't ever see myself letting go of medical school mm. because that was so ingrained in me. That was like my whole belief system was maybe I can use this magic, woo-woo, law of attraction stuff to get the good grades that I need to get into the medical school, to not take out as many loans. Like maybe I could somehow make money, manifest money. And so I was in that world for a little bit. And I like to say I manifested all my dreams at 16, but of course I didn't. (laughs) I had this whole, you know, life took me this whole other path. And it wasn't until I discovered um, the online business space, the network marketing space, which I know you're familiar with, Lori, where I stepped into a world of online business. Like the fact that you can make money on the internet on Facebook was, yes, like this is what I want to do, right? And I was very into fitness at the time. And I came across this doctor on Instagram. I was just scrolling on Instagram and I came across this doctor promoting some business opportunity where she is both a resident at Harvard as an MD, but also created like a six-figure business on the side selling these fitness programs and these fitness shakes and things like that. And I thought to myself, that's how I'm going to manifest the money for medical school. Got it. So I emailed her and I will never forget. It was like three in the morning and I'm writing this email to her or no, I emailed her right away. And then like she sent me back a link to sign up and I was like, nah, like this is weird, right? And three nights later, I can't stop thinking about it. It's like three in the morning. I realize I make so many decisions. Some of my best decisions I made at three in the morning. Um, And I decided to email her back and sign up. I think it was like a $50 investment or something like that, which was a lot of money for me at the time. I was in college and working almost full time, I would say like 30 hours a week at the movie theater. So it was a lot of money for me. And I just invested and I was like, okay, this is going to be my thing. And then my grades started to slip in school because all I wanted to do was like build this online business. And at the same time, I was like hiding it from my parents because I didn't want them to get any indication that I was not getting good grades anymore at school. So I was like this whole thing. And when I graduated from college, my upline, this doctor in the network marketing space, she just went to a Tony Robbins event. And she was like, Catherine, this is so up your alley because I realized my favorite part of network marketing was all the personal development stuff. Totally. So it was an excuse for me to dive even deeper into mindset, manifestation, spirituality. I was like, I have, wait, this actually equals success. Whoa. Okay. So I had like a three hour commute to my university. So an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back because I decided to live with my parents and save more money. And I had all this time in the car. So I would just play Mm. all these audiobooks. Podcasts were just beginning at the time. I remember listening to like the first podcasts that were focused on personal development. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And she's like, Catherine, this guy is so up your alley. You should go see Tony Robbins and, you know, like find where he's at and just go to an event. So I saw that there was one in LA like a few months uh, ahead. And I had my boyfriend at the time buy me a ticket as my birthday present, which is kind of a funny part of the story. I'll tell you later (laughs) on. Um, And then I went and I went to this event and just, you know, by this point, I was applying to medical school or like kind of pretending. And like when I was at home, I'd open up the applications and like something within me was like, this is not right. Like it was hard for me to even write my name down. You know, you put your address, like you start the application process. We're not even talking about the long questions, the essays, the interviews, like just putting my name in the application felt like the most dreadful process. And knowing, looking back now, it's like that was my intuition speaking to me, obviously. But at the time, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So I went to that event. And I want to say like three days into the event, Tony Robbins was talking about like limiting beliefs and like describing, you know, we have all these limiting beliefs and here's how you clear them. And I heard this voice in my head go, Catherine, who are you living for? And at first I just like wrote it down. I'm like, oh, that's a good question, you know, and then it just got progressively louder. Catherine, who are you living for? Catherine, who are you living or who the F are you living for? And the answer was everybody but myself. And I realized that Mm. I was pursuing this dream that wasn't my own dream. 
It was my parents wanting me to go to medical school. I was living at the time in Washington State. Like, I hated it there. Like, I am not a rain girl. I need sunshine. I grew up in Los Angeles. Like, I need the sun. So what's keeping me here? Oh, the boyfriend. Okay. And I realized that the boyfriend that I was with just wasn't the right relationship for me. It was just one where we just grew really comfortable. We were really good friends. It was just easy to be together, but it wasn't like that true soulmate kind of passionate love, you know, that people look for. So he invested in the breakup. He invested in the breakup. Um, He is happily married and has kids nowadays. So so I would say led him to his soulmate. But that weekend, I made the craziest decisions of my life. I decided that's it. I'm not going to medical school. I'm pursuing my business full time. I'm moving to Los Angeles. And I am breaking up with this guy and I'm investing in more Tony Robbins programs. So that's how I got into debt by $25,000 is because I signed up for the lowest like payment plan that I could possibly get on. I maxed out a credit card and then I figured out, okay, over three years, I'll, I'll figure out how to pay this. And of course, I by that point had an idea that when you invest in yourself, like you're going to make the money back. Like when you put the energy out there, it's going to come back to you as long as of course you take action. So I was like, I'll figure it out. It's fine. And my life dramatically changed overnight. Um, Five months later, I finally made it to Los Angeles. And I initially moved in with my dad. I think I had like, I was trying to figure out how to grow this network marketing business. And for whatever reason, it just wasn't growing. And I couldn't figure out why. And, you know, eventually I realized like, I wasn't passionate about fitness. I was passionate about personal development. Like I really wanted to help people change their minds. I really wanted to help people tap into spirituality and like tap into the universal laws. Like that's where my passion was, but I couldn't figure out how to monetize it. And um, at the time I discovered like a couple of people on the internet who were manifestation teachers, like Gabby Bernstein, for example, is the one that a lot of people know. And I went, oh, I could just do this. Wait, they're not doing fitness too. They're just Mm. doing the personal (laughs) development piece. Oh, okay. Long story short, my dad and I don't have the best relationship. So two weeks into living with him and just trying to figure out my life, I just left his house overnight, called my grandma because she also lived in LA and she lived in a tiny apartment. Like I had nowhere to be in her apartment, but I just, I was like, I need to live with you. I need to figure it out. Can I just crash on your couch? And she's like, of course. So this sweet woman... She cleared out a dresser, put it in her living room. The Her couch was my bed and like created a little bedroom for me behind the, the couch. It was so sweet. And I lived with her for, um, well, at this point, I didn't know how long, but I pretty much, I came to this moment where I was like, what am I doing? I have, this business isn't growing. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't have any, you know, I'm not going to medical school. So like, what am I going to do for a living? Like, what am I going to do with my life? And it was a really scary moment for me. At the time I got a job for $15 an hour, just being a receptionist at my mom's best friend's office that was also in LA. And it was just kind of like my way of just, you know, creating some sort of financial security while I figure out my life. And I just had this epiphany one night while scrolling on Instagram. I actually ironically came across a Tony Robbins quote. And the quote was, live as though your prayers have already been answered. Mm. And that just, I remember closing my phone, thinking about it for a second and being like, holy crap, what if I actually did that? Like, what if I actually started to live my life not like I'm coming from grandma's couch, but that I'm already successful. Like, first of all, what would that life be? You know, having clarity on what that dream life is. So I wrote it out and I wrote out like I'm traveling around the world, first class, every single month going to a new country. I have a million dollar business. I have this, 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 this. And that's where that experiment came from, where I came to this recognition of like, okay, I'm still relatively young. Like I was only 23 at the time. If I actually go for it, like let's say I just said, screw it and went for it for a year of my life. If it doesn't work out, I'm already living the worst case scenario. I'm already on my grandma's couch. I can always move back here, right? Always go back to grandma's. (laughs) I can always go back to grandma's. But if I succeed, I'm just going to keep doing that. 
And that's around the time when the idea for, um, I just started getting like these downloads of like, Catherine, create a course, share your knowledge. Because by then I had so much information around manifestation. It was a matter of me taking action on it. So I started taking action on it. And I started to follow more people. I would listen to audiobooks all day, podcasts, like any bit of information that I can pick up and just apply and take action on, I would. And over time, you know, people, uh, my Instagram account just started growing like crazy because I didn't approach it as like, hey, I'm the expert, but like, hey, this is how I'm applying it in my life. Like follow along my story, follow along my journey. Like, let's figure this out together. And can we pause there for a second? Yes, of course. Because this is a little bit of where our paths intersect. Unbeknownst to, unbeknownst to us at the time, we all met literally on the same day at the same event. But Lori totally forgot about it because I said it and she's like, no, 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 I, I wasn't in Lou. Okay, so the, the incident, well, the incident, the experience we're talking about, <laughs> no, the experience we're talking about is we had all signed up for Lewis House's mastermind. Yeah. Now I told Lori, I'm like, yeah, I met Catherine at Lewis's mastermind. And then Lori says, oh, that was probably the year that I didn't do it. Chris did it that year. And in my mind, I'm like, I remember seeing Lori there, but maybe it was just at dinners that Chris was bringing her to. So she convinced like, me. That's I believed right. It. it brought I back like, all oh. my memories of like, everyone. Oh. Didn't okay. he do it alone the next year? Yeah, he did that's it alone the, the year. Okay, okay. That was the year. Yeah. yeah. But we had all met and she had said, no, I think I met Catherine at a different point in time. So then you sit down and you're like, yeah, we met at Lewis's mastermind. And Lori's like, we did. I was like, I have been trying to tell you this woman. I remember you there at these experiences. Okay. So it's around this time. So this is um, Lewis's mastermind was 2018? 2018. Okay. And so it's around this time that I'm wondering, how did you grow your Instagram following? Yeah. And I think if my memory serves me correct, you were going live on Instagram okay. every, every day? Yes. Or something like that? Yes. Okay. So, okay. So that's where I want to tap a little bit yeah, because we're going through this journey and they're like, that sounds amazing. But like, let's get down into the dirty. Of right? Right, right here, there is, I have a piece of paper with my future vision. Yes that I tuck under my grandma's couch. Yes, pretty much. You know, like, so people want to know, great. And then you're like, my Instagram following just grew because I'm in sharing it. And people are like, great, I can do that. But then they immediately get to how. So let's go. And this is not everybody's how, but this is your how that happened to work at that time. Can we talk about like the nitty gritty of that? Yeah, we can talk about nitty gritty for sure. Let's see. In terms of Instagram, it was just a matter of me. At first, it was just like, I was kind of hiding behind the brand. And so I was just sharing mostly quotes, like inspirational quotes with a little tidbit underneath, inspirational quote, little tidbit. And that's what worked really well on Instagram back then. And then I started showing my face and I was kind of embarrassed at the time because I was like, there's no way I'm going to show where I live, right? So it would always be like pictures of me um, at my work at the time. They had like a nice white wall. Like if you look at any of my pictures, <laughs> a white wall. Yeah, if you look at any of my pictures back then um, on my Instagram, you'll see either me in my car or me behind a white wall or mm-hmm. in front of okay. a white wall. So um, I was just sharing like like universal laws, universal principles, like how to manifest, like what are the steps, like how am I applying it to this, like money mindset, beliefs, whatever came to me, I would just share, 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 share. Like I was a nonstop like tap of just wealth and knowledge. How long were you going knowledge. live? So the live thing came later. So oh. the live thing was actually when I moved into my studio apartment and I... um for whatever reason, and I'm trying to remember like what exactly inspired me to do this. I think it was when I opened up my Facebook group. This was the key to my business, building a community. That's what it was. So I started a Facebook group in early 2017. And I would just share, you know, a couple posts here and there, kind of promote my Facebook group on Facebook. I had a little bit of a Facebook audience because of the network marketing business. But then I had this idea of like, okay, I get ready for work every single day. And then I have like this hour that I'm just drinking coffee and just messing around, working on my business, you know, building a website, doing the things that I need to be doing, all the admin stuff that you do in online business. And then I would get in my car and drive to work. Well, I just had this idea of like, what if I invited people to like coffee with me? So I called Mm. it a coffee chat. And what if I just share like my learnings, how to rewire your mind, mindset, manifestation, like all the stuff that I'm sharing on Instagram. I just have conversations with these people. At first, one person would show up and I'm just talking to one person. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, this scared the living crap out of me. Like public speaking, going live, just talking to an audience used to be my biggest fear. Like I had a lot of childhood trauma around this stuff. Mm. And I knew that this is one of the biggest things that's going to hold me back and was holding me back at the time from creating success in my life and from pursuing a successful business. 
So I, knowing what I knew about like rewiring neural pathways in the brain, action is what crystallizes a change. Action's like the cement. It's like the finishing touch, the final product. If you just take action enough, that's how habits are built, right? Right. Habits are built because you're taking a specific action every single day and you're telling your brain like, this is what you do at this time. This is just a normal thing. So that was my challenge. And I was, I'm telling you, I was so scared. I remember like shaking and being so nervous and like talking to this one person and then also pretending like they're not there. And I also had this fear of even talking to a camera where no one's watching me. It's just like extreme camera shyness. Yeah. And so, you know, eventually like that one person would be like, oh my God, this is so good and tag like their friend. Well, their friend's not in Facebook group. So they would invite their friend into the Facebook group. Mm. So then their friend would come in and then the next live, like a week later, I have two people now watching me and then it's like three (laughs) and then 10 and then 20. And everyone thought it was like, this is actually how my podcast started was Mm. me translating these coffee chats onto a a platform where it wouldn't be lost in the Facebook algorithm. Because I was like, how do you organize? Like, I know you can organize Facebook groups nowadays and I haven't been on Facebook in forever. But um, this was like my way of organizing. I'm like, I need a podcast because I need a place to save all these recordings. And that's where my audience started to grow. And the Facebook group fed the Instagram, the Instagram fed the Facebook group. And I realized that whatever platform that I was most excited about, the platform that I wanted to be on was the one that was growing. How did you feel during that time when the white wall period, when you weren't yet there and you were like, hey, I'm literally going to experiment with this, not tell anyone I'm experimenting with it. I'm sure you had to like create a whole world of practices to go around with like, I'm literally posting as if, because I think this is where everybody listening who's starting is at is like, how do I go and do the thing and and act as if? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was really taking myself to the future. This is actually a practice that I learned from Tony Robbins. It's called the rocking chair exercise. And it's like, you're sitting in a rocking chair, you're 80 years old, you're looking back in your life. Like, what are you most proud of yourself for doing? Like, who are the people that actually matter? Who are the ones who are on your journey with you? Whose opinions actually matter? And it was just me realizing that when I'm the only one who's going to live with the consequences of not doing something, I'm the only one who's going to live with the consequences of not trying something. Like, people are so in their own world and in their own lives anyway. When you really think about it, like when you see something weird going on, like someone walking by you and they're wearing a weird outfit, how long do you actually think about that person? It's literally like a split second Mm -hmm. you notice and then you move on with your life. Something else happens. But to that person, when they really care about what people think of them, they think that the person that noticed them for just a split second is thinking about them all day long and judging them them. and writing writing books about them and just doing a whole deep dive and like thinking about them 30 years later. It's just not true. And when I thought about that, I was like, wait, no one actually cares. Like no one actually cares. Everyone cares more about themselves anyway. So why not? Like, why not just put myself out there? Like, who cares? And again, like I said, it was really scary at first, but I just, I just did it. I just did it. And every single little success, because a lot of people think that they need to be confident in order to do something and in order to create success, but it's actually stacking successes that create confidence. So you don't have to be confident from the start. It's actually from you doing it and then collecting these little stackings of successes that then create the confidence that you see people when where they, they're now standing on stage. They're now having, you know, all this success, million dollar business. They're, they have like, you know, podcasts with millions of downloads. Like that was a stacking effect of one thing at a time that led them there. It's not like they're just like, oh, I'm the best. I'm so successful. And let me just present that to the world. It just, it's just yep. not how it works. Can I ask about that feeling though? Because I know that you're like, oh, I was so scared. I was so nervous. But there's somebody sitting at home who's like, yeah, but you don't get what I get. I can't breathe. I feel like I'm going to die, like I'm going to pass out. Tell me about that feeling and how you work through it and how long it actually lasts. Oh my gosh. It First of all, it disappears the moment you start doing something. Um, nervous system regulation is everything. Like I am constantly utilizing tools. Like I really love just breath work, breathing exercises. Like when you are doing something that scares the crap out of you, like most of the time you realize, like check in with your physiology, check in with your posture, check in with your breathing rate. Like what are you doing to cause those feelings, right? Mind causes feelings to cause actions to either do something or to stop doing something. And so it is perceiving 
whatever you're about to do is a threat, right? So you have to convince mm-hmm. your mind that this is not a threat. This is safe. Well, when you're feeling safe, like how do you like, what's your posture like? How are you breathing? What are you thinking about? What are you focusing on? And just like bringing yourself to that of like, okay, deep breaths. Like, what do I need to tell myself? Whatever it is I need to tell myself. And just like um, another tool I love to use is emotional freedom technique. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like tapping on these energy meridian points on your face and your body that just sends a signal to your body that it's safe for you to calm down in the presence of this perceived threat. So I'll do that. I'll do a lot of visualization. Like mental rehearsal is so powerful. Like even if you're scared of something, just visualizing yourself going through it and not just going through it where you're experiencing doomsday. Like a lot of people, they use visualization to create the worst case scenario, right? They really tap into like, well, what if, what if people laugh at me? What if this, what if I fall? What if I, whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's one way of using mental rehearsal and it will work Mm -hmm. for you, but not necessarily in your favor. Or you can use mental rehearsal to visualize the best possible outcome. And the mind cannot tell the difference between what's real and imagined because the the mind, which when I say mind, I'm mostly talking about the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind lives in the present moment. It has no conceptualization of past. It doesn't know what future is. It only knows now. And it understands emotions, feelings, imagery, symbolism, metaphors, things like that. It doesn't understand logic. So if you just logically tell yourself, no, there's nothing to be afraid of, like it's speaking a different language. Your conscious mind could be speaking English, but your subconscious mind could be speaking Russian. Like they just don't communicate very well with each other. One is very primitive. One is more modern, um, we would say. And so utilizing your subconscious mind as much as possible to show yourself like, no, this thing is safe. I'm gonna be okay. I can do it before you do it. And of course, like you got to take action because that's the crystallization. Like that can go so, so far. Okay. I have to go back to the white wall. Like, okay. So part of the reason we want to love the white wall. We do. We do. Your white wall era. Yes. Your white wall era. That's right. So part of the reason we wanted to have the podcast was because Lori and I had conversations about, I don't know, a year and some change ago. And we had said, I wish more people were talking about this. Like there is something about looking at success and an aspiration path and um, like frameworks on how to achieve that, which we love and we consume and we create. Yeah, for sure. But then there's also this like undercurrent of like the stuff that we don't talk about. So was there ever a time during your white wall era that somebody had said something in a comment or a passing that betrayed the truth of your reality and made you feel doubtful of it? Mm -hmm. So someone's Just just like, you're talking about manifestation and you just got off your grandma's couch whether or not they know that or not, was there ever an instance then or thereafter that revealed a chink in the armor? And then how did you come back from that? How did you work your way through that? Yeah. Um, I kept telling myself to just like, yes, this is my current reality, but I have to ignore it. Like I have to keep in mind the reality that I'm creating. And according to quantum physics, like if you can think of something, it already exists. There's a version of you in another timeline that's already living that life, right? And it's a matter of you stepping into that version of you that will cause the two timelines to collapse. When people talk about collapsing timelines, that's what they mean. When they talk about quantum leaping, that's what they mean. You're just matching the frequency of what you want and you can't help but attract it. Like the universe will align opportunities, people, circumstances, all these things in order to come to you. And then all you have to do is say yes to it. So at the time, like, yeah, of course, I wasn't living my dream reality. Do I, did I get negative comments? Of course I did. Like my friends, I barely had any friends at the time, but my family members especially were like, Catherine's lost her mind. Like poor her. (laughs) You have a crazy one, everyone. I will never forget actually New Year's Eve um, before I moved to LA. This is when I was still pursuing Beachbody. And I was wearing headphones sitting on my laptop in the living room, just doing my thing, making my Facebook posts like, hey, do you guys want to buy this product for me? Right? Like whatever I was doing or DMing people or messaging. And I wasn't listening to music. And we had family over for New Year's Eve, like Christmas, New Year's Eve. And they were all in the kitchen. And I wasn't listening again. Like I, I could hear them, but they didn't know I could hear them. And I heard them say things like, Oh, Catherine, poor girl. She's so smart. She's just wasting her life. She's just throwing it away. 
Like I, I was just hearing horrible things. Like my mom and my mom knows this. My mom and I are super close today, but she was like, I'm just really concerned that all you'll ever amount to be is a janitor. And I'm like, mom, like who says that first of all, right? Like my mm-hmm. mom was coming at me with her own trauma, but it was just like nasty, nasty things. And it took everything in me to have a very strong mindset and just be like, the reality that I create is based off of my beliefs, not other people's beliefs. No. So unless we internalize other people's beliefs about ourselves, we're not going to manifest that. We're not going to create that. The only thing that creates our reality is our own belief systems. And also, like I said, unless you internalize their belief systems, like you're just not going to create it. And um, can we, it's going to come back to you, but can I braid please. two things? Because the Catherine, you were on that couch listening to people who were saying, and you were not, you were making the active decision to not internalize their belief about you. Uh, I, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching on Instagram, a post that you'd um, created and you were folding Orion's clothes. And there was, you overheard somebody say something. Can you take us there and then talk about how you're not internalizing? And then specifically, I got the chills in my right arm to talk about how you would never allow or believe what somebody said about your son, mm, about mm-hmm. what they're saying about you. Yeah. Real quick, the thing that came back to me is when people communicate something to you, like their opinion, a thought, a comment on Instagram, they're actually telling you more about themselves than they are about you. Like people are only reflecting their own internal world at you. So you can never take it personally. Um, in terms of, okay, so that week was a really weird, hard week for me for whatever reason. We're going to get the tea. Like I'm things, just like, y'all buckle up. Yeah. Things that normally don't affect me were affecting me. I just had gone through a spiritual retreat. So I was kind of coming back into like the world from that. And at the time, you know, like the war broke out in the world. So those it's heavy, heavy stuff was going on. And I was just kind of like, whoa, what happened over the weekend? Like, let me just come back to this. And for whatever reason, I received the most amount of haters on the internet that I have in a really long time. Like people had all these opinions, people said like, who am I to get a Birkin for my birthday when there's a war going on in the world? And like, who am I to care about such materialistic things? And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm just celebrating my birthday. I'm sorry, you guys. And normally never affects me, right? And then it culminated with, it's my birthday. My baby just had a blowout and I'm changing him uh, with my husband while we're FaceTiming a family member. And it's actually two family members. So we have the phone on a tripod and we're like changing the baby. And then I like, they think that we're not listening, but I hear out of the, out of my ear. um, Oh my God, look how fat Catherine's gotten. And as someone who really struggled with postpartum, like weight loss and finally figured out the root of my, um, where that's coming from. But I really, really struggled. Like I really wanted to hide from the camera for the most part of the last year. Like if you if you look at my camera roll right now, there's barely any pictures of me. It's usually like screenshots of things or like content for the internet. And if there's photos of me, it's like a professional photo shoot. So it's something that I've been struggling with. And it finally hit me one day where I'm like, wait a second, what if I just manifest this? Like, what if I just apply what I do in my business and all these other areas of my my life? Why am I not applying it to this area of my life? And it just like hit me and I've been on this journey since like the summer. And so that really affected me because so much of um, like eating disorders and things that I struggled with as a teenager came from my family constantly harping on my weight because I was also a dancer at, a, at the time. And my ballroom dance teacher, when I was like eight years old, would always say like, suck in your stomach, suck in your stomach, suck in your stomach. You need to lose weight. Stop eating so much. My partner would be like, Catherine, you'd be a better dancer if you were 20 pounds lighter, right? So that was always like that programming was there. And so this really triggered me. And I was just so thrown off for like an hour. I just cried um, on my birthday. And I decided to go on a walk with my son because anything to stretch them till bedtime, right? Like when they're getting close, (laughs) we're going to go on a stroller and he loves stroller walks. So we're going on a stroller. And one of my tips that I give for like squashing a limiting belief is to put in third person perspective. Like imagine that someone, your best friend is coming to you for advice and they had that limiting belief. Like what would you tell them? And for whatever reason, when it's someone else's limiting belief or someone else's, right. right. it's so easy for you to fix. You're like, this is obvious. The answer is right here. <laughs> or like that's obviously a lie. And I remember looking at my son and it just hit me where I imagined that he was me or like he had a social media account and he was getting the same comments that I was getting all week. 
And instantly I looked at him and it just was like, well, of course that's a lie. Like it just immediately was like lie, right? It sounded so ridiculous. I'm like, obviously this is not the truth of my son. Like regardless of what he looks like, regardless of what he does, these are not his truths. This is not in alignment with um, him being a child of God or child of the universe. It's like a total lie. And from that point, I was able to instantly reframe it and see it as like, oh, if the way that I love him so much as my child, like unconditional love, like whatever you believe in, creator, divine, divine intelligence, God, angels, universe, whatever, like you are loved in the exact same way. And so whatever you see as the truth for your children, like that's how God sees you. And obviously these things are lies and they're not the truth of who I am. And that just immediately allowed me to shift it and get it out. So, okay. So I know people, and this is like, I just know my audience, but actually people who are listening or watching co-sign on this. Okay, well, I'm going to apply the same thing I did in business to my weight loss journey. I think that that's going to be an emotional chew toy for somebody to be like, but how? What did she do? So yeah. how yes. is We're definitely not a weight loss podcast. We are a business <laughs> podcast, but there are principles that you've applied. So here is a new project. So Catherine's yes. taking on the new project of getting Catherine to where Catherine wants to be, even though she's perfectly and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. There's this decision. I want to change. Yeah. Now, in the same way, in business, you're like, I want to take on a new project. Yeah. I want to do anything. What are the similarities between both of those and how are you approaching them? Because we want to know. Yeah. Yeah. So something that I teach is like, look an area of your life that's going really, really well and use that as an example for an area of your life that maybe isn't going so well. And just notice how you're being in this area versus this area. Like when you're looking in the mirror and talking to yourself or as you're having like this internal self-dialogue when you are engaging in this area of life. Let's say like you have a killer career, but like, again, really crappy, like fitness, health goals, like you're just not killing in this area of life. So the way that I talk to myself when I'm running my business is completely different. Here I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, oh man, I'm, you know, too big here, too wide there. Like, oh, like I just wish I was this. I wish I was that. And I just can feel my energy. I'm just like, I'm really getting down on myself. And in this area of my life, I'm like, oh, Catherine, you're doing amazing. <laughs> blah, 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 right. So looking at self-talk, looking at how you're showing up, what kind of decisions are you making? Are you showing up in that area of life like it already is? Like the prayers have already yeah. been answered, like mm. the Tony Robbins quote. If not, then take a look. You'll instantly see what needs to be changed here. And I realized that what needed to be changed here is that I wasn't eating as my highest self. Like I wasn't exercising like my highest self. When I thought about the version of me who is already fit and at her fitness goals, how is she maintaining those goals? And that's like a huge shifter for me that was shared with me in one of my coaching sessions of like, instead of striving so much and achieving, like when you're in the process of trying to achieve something, you are actually coming from a lack energy because it's not there yet and you're constantly trying to chase it. And instead, if you're coming from maintenance energy, like I'm just maintaining, I'm already there. What am I doing to maintain it? All of a sudden it was like, boop, 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 boop. And immediately... My intuition was like, you should try this. There's this particular diet that works incredibly well for me so far. It's called animal-based. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's basically you're eating from four different food groups. You're eating all animal products. You're eating fruit, honey, and raw dairy. And I just decided to do like a 30-day experiment. Like what happens if I follow this for 30 days? Well, the first 17 days were really freaking hard because I'm like, where are my vegetables? Because you can't eat vegetables on it because the belief is that there's a lot of oxalates in vegetables and I forget exactly what they do, but they're not good for you. And I was like missing all this stuff. And then by day 30, I started to lose weight and I was like, I feel so energized. I feel the best I've ever felt like, oh my God, this is amazing. I discovered in that moment, just being that version of me, like the universe will present little urges and nudges and callings and conversations and things will come up where it's like, oh, I want to check this out or you'll see something on social media at the right time and click on it. and It'll be this product that you buy that changes your life, right? So I discovered my Pilates studio and I've been loving Pilates so far. I discovered a functional medicine doctor that did testing that no other doctor has ever done. Like I've pursued, I I, I know we, know. we talked you about follow, this. Yeah, yeah like, like I'm just getting all the things all the time. I need my IVs and vitamins and minerals. <laughs> so I finally, for the first time ever, got a mycotoxin test, which is testing if you have mold in your body. 
oh, your girl has black mold in her body, okay? And parasites and Lyme bacteria and other Lyme co-infections and glyphosate, which is the chemical in Roundup that is in our soil and a lot of foods. Like if you don't eat gluten-free bread, like you're probably eating glyphosate and other things. And so all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is the root cause. But all of these discoveries, and of course I have, you know, many actions to steps to take care. But the all of this was a manifestation of me being like, okay, I'm not being the version of myself who's already fit and is already maintaining her health. Mm. Okay. So can I put you on the spot? Oh, I know. That's what you're here <laughs> I for. love the spot. Okay. 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 So um, applying what Catherine talked about. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I then, had it already. Okay. So what was that area? Um, my relationships always they I mean now especially because I've put so much work in them in my relationship with Chris I have never ever really struggled with that Mm -hmm. we went through a small period but I think it's always been easy I've always expected love I've always like felt really embraced in every possible way I always feel very secure I never feel jealous I'm never worried ever like I could throw them in a room of supermodels and I would feel very confident. Okay. So I feel so very then, confident in that. So the energy <laughs> that's associated with your relationships. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Personal and romantic. Yep. Killing it. Killing it. And then in an other area in your life, where do you think that that same energy is not being applied? I mean, right now, especially with launch of a new product, like it's really easy to get in my head and think it's going to be hard because everyone's telling me it's hard. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like so in this conversation with mm-hmm. you. Um, he is, everyone is telling me it's hard. Everyone internalizing other people's belief systems. And to say, who am I to think that this could be easy? And that's never the path. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to fight for those customers. I'm going to have to fight for a company. I'm going to like, even different things in my head are like, am I going to lose my health to this? Because I've also heard like, if you want a successful company, you're probably going to have to sacrifice your health. And those are all the things. Yeah. And so when you hear this, Catherine. Yeah. What is the boop, boop, boop? Yeah, I mean, it's it's everything that you just described, all those belief systems. They're not yours. And it's realizing that all realities are possible. So you can absolutely build, just like you have an amazing relationship, you can also have a crappy relationship. Like just how you have amazing connections and networking, there's a lot of people who are struggling with that. And so looking at like, how am I showing up in those areas of my life? Like, what am I saying to myself? What investments am I making? Mm. What conversations am I having with people? What am I taking on other people's opinions about how relationships are supposed to be? Like a lot of people say that marriage is hard and marriage sucks and relationships are hard and people cheat and this and that. And it's like, you're blocking that out. I'm sure like, that's just not something that even comes into your head. And even if it does, like, obviously you're human, like it could totally come in but you're not internalizing that. You're not taking that on as an identity. I think a lot of people, they hear thoughts and they think that their thoughts are them or they Mm. think that their thoughts are identities and they just internalize way too much. And it's de-identifying yourself from those thoughts and just being like, no, like what is it that I want to create? What is it that I want to be intentional about? What is it that I want to focus on? If you're focusing on like how hard something is going to be or it's going to take a long time, then yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Your mind will actually find evidence for it. It will create evidence for it because that's how the mind works. It's whatever it is that it believes, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So instead, you just got to clear that out and just be like, okay, how, what do I want and how do I want it to feel? So in terms of you creating your new business, like what do you want and how do you want it to feel? That's Mm -hmm. like the first step to gain clarity on. So crazy when you were talking and, and thinking of that question, the the thing that came to me that literally made me teary was in my relationship that could be also applied to this business is that I trust myself in that relationship. I trust our journey. Like I actually trust the journey that no matter what, even if we've had this yeah. conversation, even if for some reason we are no longer together, like I have to trust that, that that is like what was meant for us. Now I'll fight like hell for that. But then the other thing is that I trust myself. I trust the process. I also add value. Like the reason I think we do so well and he does so well, like why we do so well together is because I'm just always seeking how to add value to him or what he needs. And if I apply that to business, it would be like, how do I add value to the community or the Mm -hmm. customer and just focus on that and then also trust myself? Because when other people are saying all of these things, it's really easy to give yourself over to the experts. Right. 
um, and to totally let go of your journey that you were actually meant to go on. Catherine, can I ask a clarifying question from your perspective? There was two things I heard. And one of them was uh, in the white wall era, it was to focus on as if it has already happened. And then in the journey path, it was the maintenance energy. So where Lori is, and I know it's probably nuanced, but does she come from, I'm living as if that is my reality, or I am living as if I'm maintaining something I've already achieved? And is there a slim it's sort of like... basically the same thing. Okay. Yeah. And something else that came to mind is, hold on, I... The mold thing makes me lose my train of thought so much more. I have to tell you, this is the third time I've heard it in two weeks. And I told JD, I was like, but we built the house new. But he's like, it doesn't matter. Oh, get it tested. I know. I got my new house tested. It came back clear. I don't know where I got it. This is a new discovery from like last week, but everything is making sense all of a sudden where I'm like, oh, that's where my brain fog is coming from. That's why I forget basic words when I'm podcasting. Like I can't even think of door or window. When you have a a reaction to mold, not everybody has it. It's like a a certain, it's like a certain thing within your body that reacts to it. MTHFR gene. That is it. There's uh, two variants. Again, I'm no expert, so nobody quote me here, but there's... (laughs) like a business podcast about fitness, mold. I love this. I'm on every path. Why not? Um, There's like two variants. There's one that is worse than the other. I have the less worse one. Okay, okay. And then it's 70% of the population is like normal and you can detox mold. So you can walk into a moldy house and walk out just fine and be okay. But 30% of the population, like their body just holds it in. Like it just doesn't, the detox pathways aren't working properly. They're Mm. like compromised. And so I'm the lucky 30%. (laughs) that. um, And then we can talk about like the energetic aspect. And that's something that I've been asking myself of like, huh, how did I attract myself into this situation? Like what within me energetically created this? And what is this trying to teach me? And like, what is mold a representation of? What are parasites representation of? It's like me giving my power away to something. And I can see so many different examples over the last two years where I've given my power away to someone and stressed about life and like really gotten into trying to control, like trying to control my partner, trying to control my pregnancy, trying to control my birth, trying to control the postpartum stage and I control my business and my team. Like there's so many things that we can go into here where I'm also like, wow, that also needs to be healed okay. in conjunction with the actual physical stuff. Because the physical is truly a manifestation of the emotional and energetic. That doesn't mean that you don't take care of yourself physically. You absolutely do because you're here in the 3D physical plane, but it's supporting all the other aspects as well. Okay, so if we tap on the business front, there is somebody who hears this and hears like, this is woo. This is not for me. This is a little weird. Like there are people, a different sect who've been, okay, so I've been thinking like I'm living already as if, and then mm-hmm. they go through their launch, their product drop services, new offerings, and it doesn't happen the way that they had imagined. So they feel burned and they're like, this is, yeah. so let's go through the process of something that was in total alignment for you and then something that wasn't? Like, how do you know you're in alignment in the middle of it to not end up on the backside of it wondering like, why not? Um, So something I like to tap into is I like to think about the finished completion, having the goal. And I ask myself, does it feel good to have done? Meaning when I'm on the other side of it, is it still something that I really want? And if it is, I don't give up no matter what. So just because something doesn't work your way, like I just see it as a redirection. I just see it as... Um, a way that it won't work. That's it. It's not the way. It's just a way that it won't work. So my first like three launches in my business, like nobody signed up. Like my first launch, nobody signed up. What were you selling? Um, I was selling this program called Come the Happiest Version of You or something like that. And it was just like a four week course where I wanted to create like a group program. So I wanted to like coach people in a group setting. And I had one on one clients at the time. And I was like, okay, how do I expand from that? I think one person signed up the first launch, second launch, nobody signed up, third launch. I'm like, all right, this isn't working. And I just realized it's not me. It's the course. Like, it's not me. It's just like, do I really want to do group coaching? Or maybe do I want to branch out into like not feeling like I need to trade my time for money? Maybe I just want to do a course where people can sign up. I don't have to show up. And then they just buy things for me. So my next course that I created was like that. And that's what ended up being successful. Like that's what really skyrocketed Manifestation Babe was January 2017. Because mm. in all of 2016, my business made $9,000. In 2017, it made 600K. Like it wow. was a massive quantum wow. leap. And it's just, it's just knowing that 
here's the thing. A lot of people, they get sucked into timelines. And timeline, yes. it's a toxic, <laughs> toxic thing because what is time anyway? Time is a human created construct. It literally doesn't exist. If you didn't have a watch or a clock or you didn't see the sun set and rise, like you wouldn't know what time it is. And so um, a lot of people, they say, I need to manifest X, Y, Z thing by like this date. And that can work for some people. The people that work really great under pressure, I feel like they have success with that methodology. I don't. You give me pressure, I will not manifest a thing. So I like to extend the timeline and look at it as like over the course of my lifetime, can I make this happen? And of course, the answer is yes. For the most part, like people are like, yeah, over the course of my entire lifetime, can I think of ways that I could create a six-figure business or seven-figure business or whatever? And it, it seems so much more possible when you just branch it out and extend it Or the other hack that I like to do is I call it the ladder of believability. So I ask myself, yes, eventually I'll get to this goal, but what is a smaller goal that I can actually energetically get behind right now in this moment? Like it's a stretch for me. I definitely encourage people to stretch themselves. It's a stretch, but it's not so far-fetched where I'm going from making $10,000 in a year to like a million dollars. Yes, that's possible. But if you don't fully believe in it, believe that it's possible for you because belief is what drives behavior. You're not going to actually behave like it's possible. Then it's not going to work. So you want to either decrease the goal temporarily until you go up these ladder rungs, these stepping stones, or extend the timeline and just be like over the next 10 years, over the next 20 years. And what that ends up doing is it ends up getting your energy behind the goal to where you're like, okay, this launch didn't work out. That's fine. This thing didn't work out. That's fine. But I still have my entire lifetime to get to this goal. Mm. And then once you release the pressure, it's like you can breathe. You feel free. You feel light. You feel energized. And pressure does something else to the subconscious mind, which equates pressure. It equates needing something as life or death. So it actually puts you into survival mode where you go into fight or flight. And what happens in fight or flight is blood leaves the brain and goes into your legs so you can run super fast or it goes into your jaw so you can bite someone really hard. Anger into the jaw, fear into the legs. And like, yeah, that's useful if you're running from a predator or you're trying to bite someone like actually like fight. Good to know. But it's not (laughs) useful to have blood leave your brain when you are doing anything else, right? (laughs) Anything else, right? right? When you're in a launch, you need some blood in your brain. And so it will cut you off from intuition. It'll cut you off from logic. It'll cut you off from strategy, from focus, from joy, from humor, all these things that from finding solutions and possibilities and all those things are a lot more useful than running really fast in the middle of a launch, right? (laughs) So when you shift energy from being a need, like I have to have this happen, like you just, you want to control everything and you transition it into a bonus energy where it's like, I want this, but I don't need it. I don't need it to affect how I see myself. I don't need it to be considered a great entrepreneur. I don't need it to feel abundant. Like a lot of people think they need to have lots of money to feel abundant. No, there's money all around you. Just like sit in your house and look around. Like your phone is a representation of money. This painting is a representation of money. Like your car is a representation of money. There's money in abundance all around you. So it's all how you think about it. It's all how you frame it, right? And so in those periods, like you really want access, you want full blood in your brain. And so you want to create bonus energy. And bonus energy is, like I said, like I want it, but I don't need to have it. And that Mm. changes everything. That's where manifestation feels like it's instant because you already feel like you have it. Because for as far as you know, the reason why you want things is because of the way that you think it's going to make you feel. So if you can conjure up those feelings already without actually having that thing. It's basically like you already have that thing. And when you are in the energy of already having that thing, like the next step, the next obvious step energetically is it's going to be brought into your reality. What happens if you, I know I'm like, hold on, hold on. Okay. So I can think of times when it's like, yes, I practice that over and over. Like, okay, I don't All the blood need is in your brain. It. I don't need it. Except your back is up against the wall and stuff is getting tight and like a, a desperate energy where you yes. are, yeah. your yeah. life is reflecting, you are desperate. You need this. Yes. It's all perception of mind, right? Like who is creating the timeline in the first place? Who's creating this idea that you need this or else something bad's going to happen? Like it's all your perception as far as like we're concerned 
the the only thing that matters is that you're breathing, you're alive, you have basic needs, like anything beyond that is bonus energy. And you're the one who is looking at it from an angle and a perspective and a belief system that's causing that pressure to begin with. So we are basically in charge of the stresses, in charge of the anxieties, in charge of all this stuff that's affecting us. Okay. So when you look at the juxtaposition between the launches that didn't work and your biggest launch, yeah, what are some of the key lessons in your biggest launch that allowed you to hit that revenue number? Who were you? Yeah. I was a much more relaxed version of myself. That's for one. I know that in the launches that um, didn't work out, I was very like, um, I want to say like superstitious and ritualistic and like thinking in ways of like, oh my God, yesterday I drank this much water and we had this many signups. So I have to drink that much water today, <laughs> right? Or like, oh my God, this, uh, my husband just picked a fight with me. And so therefore it's not going to be as good of a day, right? Like you just, I just, I just got so like into fear and into like something bad is going to happen. And the launches that successful, like I lived the most normal days. If I treated my launches, especially the enrollment days, like any other day in my business, they would be the most successful because at that point, it's like, it's already done. Like at that point, it's already done. It's just a matter of mechanics. Like the energetics are there. It's a matter of mechanics. And if it doesn't happen this launch, again, it's giving myself permission to learn from this experience. And who's in charge of these launches in the first place? Like who created the concept of a launch? I did. I'm the one who set the dates. If this one doesn't work out, I can choose the next month, choose new dates and reopen cart and try it all over again. Like we just create all of these perceptions of pressure that aren't even There's real in the first questions. place. <laughs> and they are struggling with putting ideas and believing the ideas as facts. So as we close, what is the one thing that you want to tell the person who is internalizing that as fact and it's in fact fear? What is the one thing that you want to tell that person right now? Yeah, so it's really interesting. Like the concept of truth. There's people who get so hung up on like facts and truth and evidence. And the thing is, is like, if you look at any field, like for example, the weight loss industry is a great example. You will find evidence, scientific papers that prove coffee is horrible for you. And at the same vein, you're going to find evidence and proof that coffee is great for you. Meat is bad. Meat is good. This is bad. This is good. And you'll actually find the evidence for it. And you have these experts that are constantly fighting each other, arguing with each other. There's wars that are fought over what is the truth. Like what is the religious truth, right? Like what is actually fact? And I just like gave up on truth and facts a long time ago, because what I've realized is that in the end, it's like, what is true for you? And also what is, it's more useful to think like, what is useful for me? Like, is this thought actually useful? Is this belief actually useful? Is this serving me or not serving me? Because there's no such thing as right or wrong. Like we create the idea of what is right or wrong. We create the idea of what is right or wrong for us, for other people, for the world. But ultimately that doesn't exist. And so I just asked myself like, okay, all of this aside, all of society's conditioning aside, like, is this belief, is this thought, is this action useful for me? Is it going to get me to where I want to go or is it not? And if it's not, delete it. And if it is, follow it. I couldn't think of a better way for somebody who's listening right now to be like, first thing I'm going to do, first course of action beyond anything else is to ask myself, is this thought useful? And if it's not, delete it. Can I share a quick story? Please. Based off of this. So I was in an Uber and I typically like, if I'm out in public and people are like, what do you do for a living? Like, don't even ask me. Like, I hate talking about it because I don't know how to describe it. First of all, to like a normal person who just, you know, is doing normal things or more societally normal things. And also when people are like, tell me about manifestation, I've never heard of it. I'm like, oh God, like, cause it's just, I really vibe more with people who have an idea of it and they want to hone it in and they want to go to the advanced level. I'm not the person to come to, to You're share the all gateway. the beginning. I'm not the gateway. Make up a job. Just make exactly. Job. So I was in this Uber and he's like, so what do you do? And I go, oh, here we go. And so we had this conversation and you can just tell that he was like not vibing with anything I was saying. And he was like, at the end, he was taking us to the airport. Actually, it's like four in the morning, me and Brennan, my husband. And he was like, oh, so you basically just lie to yourself um, to, or like, that's what manifestation is. And I went, you know what? You're right. I do lie to myself. Just like, 
you lie to yourself that life isn't working out for you. I lie to myself that life is working out for me. And so it doesn't matter in the end. We're all just lying to ourselves. We're all just making things up. And the universe is responding to whatever it is that we make up for ourselves. And for whatever reason, I was just like, wow, that's never come out of my word. My mouth before is a little aggressive, but okay. We got out of the car. We went on the plane. And after we landed, I go on my Instagram DMs and I have a DM from the Uber driver. And he said, what you said to me literally changed my life. I bought your book. I'm listening to your podcast. <laughs> like He's like, you're right. Like If I'm going to lie to myself, it might as well be a really good lie that works for me and gets me what I want. We're going to lie to ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. May it be a Make good, it good. <laughs> lie. Make it a good lie that changes our lives. Catherine, where do people go to go deeper with you, to learn more, to be the Uber driver, the person who's a skeptic? Yeah. Let's turn them into evangelists. The where Uber do they go? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Manifestation Babe. You can also find me on ManifestationBabe.com. And then my podcast is Manifestation Babe Podcast. Oh, so, Lori, thank you so much for generously bringing Catherine and us back together. Full circle moment. Thank Wait, you. one more so thing. Yeah. Sorry, can I just share? Yeah, yes. When we met in Lewis, because you brought up Lewis House's mask. Yeah. When we met, I looked at you too, and I was like, there's no way in hell these two women are ever going to talk to me. Like, they're just, oh they're gosh. just way too cool, way too beautiful, <laughs> like way too popular. I had this whole insecurity moment the whole year in the mastermind. And I remember like you and I were in James's mastermind the yes. year after, and then you and I had dinner and we talked about this. And it was just like the funniest thing. Well, it's so crazy that you bring that up because before you came, when, when Lori and I had our own podcast earlier this morning and I said, oh, she walked in, I was super intimidated. I was like, not going to be that girl's friend. And then she <laughs> didn't say the same thing. And so you come back and hear me say like, can we stop actually, can we start lying to ourselves? Yeah. Can we walk into yes. a room and lie to ourselves and say, I, but you know what? That, that girl's going to be my friend. She doesn't even know it yet. Yes. I'm, I'm like, I, let's lie to ourselves that nobody a is better lie. or above. May that be the lie we choose. That is such an empowering note to edit on, I mean, to edit on, no, we're to Don't end it on. on. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. We love, we appreciate you. I mean, continue to bring the most cutest babies in the world. I think every parent thinks that their baby is the best looking and none of us are wrong. But Orion, he's just like, he's got that little, he's got that little thing. He's got that baby model look. Like, I'm like, come on, kid. How can you be this cute? It Anyway, thank, thank you for being on the show, show Lori. Thank, thank you for making you. this introduction. Thank you guys. Thank both. you for listening and watching the Jasmine Star Show. Like always, tag Manifestation Babe at Lori Harder at Jasmine Star. We want to know where you're listening and the positive lies you're telling yourself. Many thanks. Appreciate you. Have a good day. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.